I'm Phil Rickaby, and I'm a writer and performer, and I am an introvert. I'm Jess Bacali, and I'm an actor, producer, writer, but I'm also an introvert. And this is The Introvert's Guide to... Before we get started, why don't we tell you how you can get a hold of us? You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Introvert Guide 2, the number 2, and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you have a question you want us to answer or you want to give feedback about the show, you can reach us at introvertsguide to stuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide 2. Also, if you like the podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and leave a rating and a comment. Your ratings and comments help new people find the show. Phil, close your eyes and imagine. I am closing my eyes and imagining. You are in a classroom and the teacher suddenly steps forward center of the class and says, okay, everyone, it's time. For a group project. Fuck you. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the worst ever. You know, it's interesting because uh, you, when we were talking about this before recording, we've been thinking about this in, uh, uh, you know, as, as a school thing. Yeah. But, you know, this kind of thing, like group projects happen outside of school as well. Oh, anywhere. So, I mean, yeah, they do happen anywhere and I've, I've, I've had to do them, you know, in my, in various workplaces and things like that. Never in quite a structured way where somebody says we're doing a group project, but it's usually a, I don't know, there's, there's projects and then there's group projects and it's like, they're going to throw a bunch of people into a room and you guys work on this thing. Yeah, I, I find when I'm doing like more of my collaborative theater projects, I mean, that's another form of group work. And, and that in itself is, you know, chasing people, wondering where their contributions are and their material. It's, it, it's a hassle sometimes. And it's, it causes a bit of anxiety uh, for quite a few people, for everyone. <laughs> Outside of being an introvert, one of the things that, that, I always wonder when there's, you know, a group work project, especially when it was school. Um, I always thought to myself, all right, how much work am I actually going to have to do? Yeah. Cause you know that there's going to be the, either like the one or two people that, that absolutely won't do anything, but I yeah. always find more frequently that it's, it's almost as if the whole project falls to one person. Everyone else is just piggybacking off that poor soul. Oh, almost always. It always feels it. It does feel that way because you'll find where that you're in that situation where once people figure out that there's one person who's capable, mm-hmm. a lot of other people just sort of figure they don't have to do anything. Right. There's no accountability whatsoever. No, because in the end, in the end, a group project, everybody gets the credit for it. Yeah. And see, I always put my foot down for that, but we'll get to that soon. We'll get to that. <laughs> sure. But I, I mean, yeah, because in school, it was always, we all get the same grade. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that matters is that we all pass. So if Tom's going to do all the work, good luck for you, Tom. Oh, poor Tom. Have you ever had a good 
group work experience. Out of outside of theater, or 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 does theater count? Do you know, uh, it, theater counts. It counts. Why not? Well, then almost every group project that I've uh, that I've gone into with theater was a good experience, mm. and I think that comes from the fact that. You know, if, it, if it's a, cl- a collective creation, and for those who aren't in theater, which I imagine is a lot of the people listening to this show, a collective creation be- is something that is, you get the group together and maybe you have a topic or maybe you have a theme, but you don't have a script when you first start rehearsals and everybody works together to create the play. Mm-hmm. It's very invigorating. Terrifying sometimes. Um, oh, yeah. But... Uh, with 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 all of that, the thing that that ultimately gets everybody motivated is the fact that at, at a certain point you're all going to be standing on that stage. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And anybody who hasn't done their work are the ones who are not going to look so good. I remember when I was uh, when I was producing um, one of our first collaborative shows for my company, and that's unfortunately something I had to keep hammering in every single every single workshop we were doing. Uh, we believe it or not, and this is probably going to make a ton of people chill with fear. I had thirteen people, thirteen actors writing the show together. Wow. Oh, yeah. It, it was, if you ever want to get your ego in check, go write a show with that size. It's, yeah. it was hard. And there was quite a few people that did not do their damn homework. Hmm. And it was the worst. I felt like such like such a mom sometimes going, okay, guys, like, let's see your homework. What do we got here? But it had to be said because there were people that just didn't want to pull their weight and it was obnoxious. So, I I kind of learned my lesson though. It's smaller groups, mm-hmm. smaller groups with the same vision, the same not the same work ethic, but that same attitude towards a, a positive work ethic, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think one of the things that that I, I I feel like has has in I feel like in a collective creation, especially in the theater world, it's such a small world mm-hmm. after all. Um, oh, and Phil. it's, I couldn't, I couldn't not let it go. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but it's such a small world that if you're doing a collective creation, which is more common than people think now, mm-hmm. um, in the last 10 years, it's become, I would say about 40% of the plays that I've seen in the last year began as a collective creation. Mm-hmm. And so, um, if, if, if people are not pulling their weight, people talk. Yeah. We people will hear about how you didn't do your work and you didn't you didn't really contribute. And that word gets and it's not never going to be overt. But when somebody says, "Oh yeah, the cast was great in that show," somebody would be like, "You know, Phil didn't really do much." <laughs> and then when we still see Phil uh, getting out there to do those shows, that's when some mm-hmm. of those people tend to contact the producer and say, hey, just a heads up, you might want to watch for this person. I mean, sometimes even, even you know, I mean, it just it just gets out, you know, it's, yeah. it's the kind of thing that, that gets out. Of course, in the workplace, that doesn't happen. <laughs> no, not so much. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, work, workplace workplace projects in a group setting i at least you're getting 
I'm sorry to say this, but at least you're getting paid a substantial more than you would with some of our theater projects, right? Well, yes, there's that. Yeah, there's that. There's a lot more accountability towards like, you know, for instance, for me, when I have a group project, I've got my boss I have to answer to. There's a district manager that comes in. Their vice president sometimes comes in, right? So there is a huge hierarchy that I got to answer to if I don't do my project and if I don't head it out properly, right? Oh, sure. But on the other on the other side, I think that in some of the situations that I've been in, where you end up finding that, that there's still like one or two people who do the bulk of the work. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to come out and call them out. Because it looks bad on everybody if you're like, listen, only Jess and Tom did the work on this one. And everybody else sort of just sort of fucked off. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to be the one to say that because it doesn't look good. You don't look like a team player. And we're so focused on team players that Mm -hmm. it's better to just suck it up and just just be like, we all, yes, we all did this. Yeah, you know... I've one time called somebody out and I have to agree with you. I felt terrible afterwards. Mm-hmm. I I had to give an apology to the whole group. I was just so frustrated. Like it was my first year of university. I'm already mm-hmm. tired. There's a lot of a lot of books I had to read. And I just remember getting paired into this group. There was about there was six of us. And I absolutely, and I know for a fact, I did everything, everything that we, we had a checklist and I, and every time someone was like, did this get done? I'm like, yep, I did it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I did it. Yep. I did. And I just remember someone gave me attitude about, I think like some of my, like, it was just something about grammar and I, I lost it. Like, it's not like I, you know, I yelled, but it was just like, I'm sorry, pardon and like just i think my eyes started turning red a little bit <laughs> i think i scared them a bit so i i definitely came back and was like i'm sorry i promise i'm very gentle and for now on i will be gentle but i just like a gentle reminder that y'all need to do your work i mean that i mean uh, i guess you know one of the things and to, to bring this back to being an introvert um there's a certain amount of it really does depend on the size of the group. And we've talked about how, um, you know, with, with, with gathering size, I'm more, I'm really comfortable if the group is like six people more than that. And I'm out. Right. So if it's a relatively small group of people who are doing this project, mm-hmm. I'm okay. I feel like I can make my voice heard. I don't feel like I need to withdraw. Right. But if it's a super large group, um, and if there are strong personalities in that group, especially, um, mm-hmm. I can find myself less willing to participate. Right. I'll tend to like if it's a, you know, you mentioned like you know you did this this show with a cast of thirteen people. If I was in a in a group work situation and there were thirteen people, I'd be just in the corner. I think even as a producer, I was off in the corner. <laughs> I did not. I did, was not looking forward to those workshops every time. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I have twelve people coming over to my house right now. Shoot mm-hmm. me!" Yeah, it was brutal. But you know, I think it even calls to question, like as an introvert, what kind of bothers me is that it. I hate it when groups are set at random. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with that, just because by chance, what if I do get in the group with? the whole bunch of big personalities. I've got five yeah. big personalities versus me, right? Mm-hmm. So if for me, I 
I think I get more anxious when it's made at random as opposed to, okay, it's, it's time we formed our groups. You know, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the, you know, draw names from a hat, but at least getting into groups where, you know, you have similar interests. However, I'm, I'm also, you know, that also brings in the problem of, well, you can't always pair with your friends. No, sometimes, you know, that doesn't work either. So here's, here's, here's how in a lot of, uh, like any of the school situations I've been, either it's all right, break off into groups mm-hmm. or the dreaded, all right, we're going to break off into four groups and I'm going to tap you on the head. One, two, no! three, four, one, two, three, four. And you end up in this random group and you're looking around being like, what number am I going to be? Oh shit. I'm in this group with Biff. Oh, oh I hate oh. Biff. He always, he's always such a big person. Oh fuck. I mean, the boat, you know, it's like oh, all of these situations Biff. you end up, right. You end up in like these, these groups and you could see it forming and you're just like, Oh, I don't even know what's going to happen, but it's not going to be good. Oh, I know my head just started hurting thinking about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like just as bad as the random. Well, because especially it, depending on what the class is, you know, if you've got a room full of big personalities, like they're going to dominate. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You don't stand a chance. This episode was a little a little hard for us, wasn't it? Yep. It was. Internet failed us. Well, what let's talk about talk about like when we were looking for for sites about uh working in groups as an introvert. Most mm-hmm. of it it was a lot like the articles on on surviving parties. Right. Where it was like, I'm an extrovert and I'm going to tell you introverts how to, how you can deal with this. Yeah. There was a ton of extrovert explaining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we extra explaining. Yeah. There was a ton of it going on. And then there was a lot of introverts that were giving advice to facilitators about caring for those introverts in the group mm-hmm. setting. But there was nothing about surviving the group from an introvert's perspective for other introverts. No, that's very true. That that was hard to come by. And and even and even for our social segment, not much can be said other than the effect that group work has had on us. Right. It it's not there in a lot of cases the group work being foisted on us is something that we just can't wait to get out of. And so um, there's not a lot to say about it because you just suffer through it. And then when it's done, let's never speak of this again. Yes, exactly. We we like to block it out of our memories. It's blocked out. We've never done group work before. Our mm-hmm. brain is in survival mode. Yeah. Yeah. So Phil and I have formed our own tips and tricks for you. <laughs> All right. Uh, Phil, do you have anything? Um, I think in general, like I think if you can manage it, if you if you can at all manage it, make sure that the groups are no more than than four people, five people. Because mm-hmm. as an as an introvert, I I think I can handle that number. You mm-hmm. know, it's not going to be too overloading. And even if we're in a brainstorming session where everybody is just shouting out ideas, I I I can deal with that. Yeah. But if it's larger than that, if you end up with a group that's like six or seven, um. And you, there's nothing you can do about it. I think it's important, if it's possible, to say what you need in that group, and to 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 make sure that that everybody knows. Listen, 
I may need some frequent breaks. Like, why don't we, you know what? Why don't we make sure that we set a schedule here? Let's take some breaks, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, let's make sure that that if there are big personalities, why don't we set a time limit on how long everybody can speak for? Right. You know, yeah. so that it's not entirely dominated. In fact, set a time limit and make sure that we always go around the table. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, it may, you know, even with that, that actually is my favorite word. It creates accountability. Yes. Everybody needs to be accountable for this. And I think that's something that us introverts get a little bit tentative on doing because not all, I know for myself, I'll speak for myself, I tend to get shy in that setting and I don't really know what to say because I don't want to speak too much. So I get a little bit of a social anxiety when it comes to a group project because, you know, at one point I've been called a know-it-all and it's not a very fun feeling and I never really Mm. liked feeling that. So speak up. It's just a group project. You're not going to be with these people for the rest of your life. It's it's just going to be like maximum a month, Ma- unless it's like one of those, you know, whole semester kind of projects, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, no, definitely speak up. And remember, you need to make everyone accountable. This doesn't all fall on you. If you happen to be in one of those groups and you find yourself in a leadership role, this kind of goes off of what you were saying, Phil, but I always was a fan of creating the rules of engagement form. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember introducing it in my uh, second year. I was tired of doing the work. I was exhausted. And I found that the group I was with was kind of difficult. So I, I laid out a list of this is how we talk to each other. This is the expectation. Everybody knows what they're supposed to do. Here's the deadlines. Here's when we can meet. Everybody sign. And I made everyone sign. I was just so fed up with this inconsistency in my work with the people I was working with that I, as the introvert, had to now become assertive in this group. So signing a rules of engagement form makes everybody aware that they are they owe something to this, right? This they have just they are a part of this just as much as you are, right? So I'm a I'm a fan of that. Can I ask you a question about that? Because um, one of the one of the things that I've always had trouble with in in those groups is, and where one of the sources of my anxiety comes from in, in a group setting like that is the fear that I'm going to come off as, as stupid. And that's often why I don't say anything. And so Mm -hmm. I become the silent guy. And because you're the silent guy, everybody just assumes you're doing the work or whatever. Oh, Phil will take all the notes or whatever, because he doesn't say much. Mm -hmm. Um, And it comes out of my fear of looking stupid. When, when you, found the will to be assertive like that was there a process you went through or was did it just come out of your frustration it was definitely a process i mean you know i i was really scared that i was going to be thought of you know the quote unquote the bitch right and mm-hmm. that was definitely going through my head and i've shied away from it so much but the problem is is that by not speaking up it was affecting my grades it was affecting my self-esteem because I knew I could do better. And going through the same thing, I I never said anything during groups because I have a problem of stuttering. I feel like I have nothing to say. I'm going around in a circle. I'm one of those people that needs to write out my thoughts to get them across. Mm. So mm-hmm. I went through the exact same thing, but at some point something had to give and it was my attitude. Mm. So if I wanted to see improvement, I had I had to do this. You miss 100%, 100% of the shots you don't take. So if it was going to be any sort of group that I was going to try this out on, it was going to be this one because I was not going to let this group take me down. 
Did, was it a longer project that you were working on when this happened? Um, not really. It, it was a couple of weeks. Like it really wasn't a long project. But the thing was, is that the group I was with, uh, this was the group in the class that did nothing. When nobody knew why they were even here. Nobody knew why mm. they even cared about this program, but they were there. So I was the only one out of that whole group that actually cared about this. And I cared about it so much that I had to do that rules of engagement. I was, I cared about the actual product and I, I loved the theme of the project. So I was passionate about it. It was so much so I had to go to my instructor and, and after class, after being paired up with them to tell them how I felt that I will be checking in with them to let them know how I'm doing because I didn't want this to be on me. I was so tired mm. of, of sinking with the ship. Not this time. Can I ask you, uh, like, were, what were you afraid? Like, were you afraid when you were like, not just about uh, being thought of as, as the bitch, but like bef- when you were about to lay out those rules of engagement, like what did you go through before you actually did it? And, and how did, how was it received? Uh, I, I wrote myself like bullet point form or notes uh, just, just to tell them like, okay, remember, these are the points you have to say. I have to say these three points. I had a nice coffee before class. I got to class early. So I, I sat in the cafeteria for a bit. Wait, I had the uh, luxury of having my class right beside the cafeteria. So that was cool. And I just, I, I had to pep myself up into it. I had to remember, tell myself, you're valid. This class is valid. Your schoolwork is valid. Your passion is valid. Every th- I had to keep pumping myself up. So when mm. I finally did it, I was so hyped up and ready that it was just like, yeah, we're going to do it. And then everyone was just like, okay, well, I wasn't expecting that. But, you know, I don't think it, they didn't really receive it at first. To be honest, it was just like, a, well, you know, I mean, like, it's just this kind of project. We don't really need a rules of engagement. And I was about to, I had a little pushback from it, but I remember just taking a second and going, okay, is it really that big of a deal? Yes. Yes, it is a big deal. No, Mm. I'd feel comfortable if you sign this Mm. because I'm not doing this again. And lo and behold, who ended up doing all the work? Me. (laughs) So are you saying that the rules of engagement didn't work or? It didn't work, but I have a feeling that it, it would have it would have worked had it have been another group. And I tried, don't get me wrong. I tried, but they didn't take it seriously. I don't know what that was. I don't know if it was, maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it doesn't work at all. But I have a feeling that it was just one of those, oh, okay, well, good luck, Jess. Have fun with that. Well, have you tried uh, the rules of engagement in other situations? I, I have, yeah. Actually, when I did the uh, the group work with um, the 13-person project, I had a mm. little package all written out. It was about five pages. And if you wanted to be a part of this project, you had to read through it. You had to sign it. And we had to have a, a mini coffee interview. And it worked. Except for those times where I had to keep feeling like a mother. I mean, it wore off eventually, but... It was well received that time and it, it did pretty well. Our product was very well done. So I had no problems with it. And I think on a on a scale it 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 served its purpose. Well, I think that in 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 a situation like that, when um you're 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 getting together to work and create something like that, like a, 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 a let's say a play mm-hmm. together, being able to un- to know how it is that all these people who come from different backgrounds uh 
have an agreed upon vocabulary mm-hmm. and an agreed upon way of working. And even if it's just, this is the way our day is going to be structured. Right. Um, that can at least uh, be a framework, which I guess is something that you could take into, like if you sit down with a, in a group project and you say, listen, we all, and, and I think maybe framing it as, listen, we all hate group projects. Mm-hmm. We all roll their eyes when, when we heard it was group projects. So the only way we're going to get through this is if we agree on these things. Mm-hmm. How are we going to work? What is our, what are all of our sessions going to look like? What's the process going to be? And how do we talk to each other? Right. What about anything else you got, Phil? What else you got? Hit me, lay it on me. Mm, um, I really feel like, like if, I think the worst kind of group project work is when you, everybody says, all right, we're going to get tonight, get together tonight and we're going to work on the project. Oh. And you don't know how long that's going to be for. You don't know, like, is everybody just going to sit around and like, are we getting together to socialize under the guise of working on the project? Is there a goal to this meeting mm-hmm. except for getting together and making it look like we're doing the project? Like, what are we doing here? Because you don't know how long it's going to be. It's let's get together tonight and work on the project. Well, what aspect of it? Right. You know? Um, and so if, if people are saying, let's get together to work on the project, I think defining before you start, what part of the project are you working on? Yeah. Coming in with an agenda helps. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time. Like, you know, cause I, I think thinking about agendas in terms of a, of a corporate thing is the realization that, cause I used to be so anti-agenda, let's just sit down and talk it out. <laughs> but I've, I've, I've learned that, you know what, if you have an agenda, you actually figure out that maybe you actually don't have to meet. Like if you think you have to meet, but you're saying, so what are the topics we have to do? And you, you write down one bullet point. You're like, Oh, that's an email. That's just it. You know, one of my tips, keep your meetings to actual conversations. Anything mm. that Messenger or any, uh, like other social platform, if it can't serve the purpose, meet in person, keep it short, know what you're coming in with, and then get out. You're all good after yeah, that. Yeah. You've done your purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely agendas are important. And, and you know, when I say that I used to be, I used to, to think that the idea of putting an agenda together was was just so corporate and business. Um, oh gosh. And I, I so railed against it. But once I started actually doing it, like, because I've done meetings where I was like, oh, it's really important that we meet and we get together and I say, okay, guys, we have to talk about this. And here's the topic. And here's what I think. And everybody goes, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of it. And you, you pulled in all these people away from what they were doing to have a meeting and it was for one thing and everybody agreed with you and you could have just sent an email. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So meetings are not necessarily important. No. No. And you know what? It's, it's, there are now so many tools that, that can get things done that don't need to be face to face, like using a, a tool like Slack, for example, which is a group uh, or a company chat sort of thing, but you can set that up quite easily for a project and, and, and set up different rooms and things like that. And, and have conversations that don't need to be in person. And it can almost be like having that, that, that conversation, but it doesn't, nobody has to leave their, their home and sit down to a meeting. And so, and 
also just because we're introverts and we don't like the interaction, like the textual uh, uh, interaction is so much better than the in-person. Oh gosh. Yeah. Give me a Google doc and we're good to go. (laughs) Oh yes. (laughs) Like Phil and I, Phil and I, we do pretty good group work. Yeah, we do. Cause we have a Google doc and I'll just leave a note. Exactly. That's just it. <laughs> I'll have a thought and I'll open up the introverts guide to Google doc. And I'll just be like topic and I'll just type that in and then I go away and, and it's there. And then Jess reads it and then we do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's perfect. That's pretty, that's pretty much it for me. Do you have any more? Uh, one of the things that you, you actually didn't mention, and I see it in your notes here, oh, is deadlines. Yes, deadlines. They're important. And it, it, like, I okay, I like to check in with the entire group because my thing is, is that when I see the whole group is nodding their heads, you've just automatically taken accountability now. Mm. And when you, when you don't deliver... I'm looking at you. Mm-hmm. I get that from my father. My my dad is a huge Yoda fan when he says, do or do not, mm-hmm. there is no try. Mm-hmm. And I, I've taken that with me. And if someone is going to look at me, an entire group, and say, yep, we know what we're supposed to do. But then it comes to the day of the presentation and you didn't deliver. I have that to fall back on. I, I cannot stand that. So... Giving a deadline for the entire group, making it clear what the expectations are, uh, the objectives that need to be achieved, that's actually going to help alleviate any stress off of one person who's taking on all the tasks, right? Yeah. I mean, the question, like, somebody says, if, if somebody's nodding and saying, yeah, I'll do that, and, and you can then follow up with, and when do you think you'll have that done? Yep, exactly. And then you can you can take note of that and then- you know, a day before. So is that thing done? Oh, yes. And I'm just going to keep on laying in until it's done, baby. Mm-hmm. But then at least like everybody heard them say, oh, yeah, it'll be done Tuesday. Yep. Because it's not just one person you're accountable to. It's an entire group. And believe me, nothing feels worse than knowing you let down an entire group. I mean, I guess the difficulty with with aside from being the, the one who ends up doing most of the work for an introvert, it's the assertiveness I think that becomes the issue, the assertiveness mm-hmm. in a larger group, especially in the face of big personalities and, and being able to say to the group, like, I'm not going to do all the work and we need to be all accountable for the fact that, that it has to be done by all of us. Yeah. Like for me, it's, you know, take aside the person that's, you know, like for what we were talking about earlier, you're not going to call out that one person because, you know, that's not really being the team player, right? And mm. it, it's just going to make you feel like crap later. So remembering that you have ownership over this. You're not accountable to anybody but yourself. If you take that and you remember what you're passionate about in this project, the the ownership is going to come on its own. That authoritative sense is going to come and it emanates from you, right? Mm. So people know they have to answer to you. You don't have to worry, you know, about what, like, you don't have to do necessarily what I did, which is like give yourself that huge pep talk and write down the bullet points. And, you know, that's for someone like me who maybe messes up their words and needs to remember where they're coming, 
what point they're coming back to, right? But if you're giving off that sense that, you know, I care about this and I'm going to do this and you need to pull your weight, people tend to just giddy up, right? They, they're ready to go too. That comes, that can come naturally in of itself. But if it, if it doesn't, if it does take you some time to get that assertiveness into you, you know what really helps? TED Talks. Oh, yeah. Get oh yeah I if I really need help getting some assertive I I turn to a TED talk I I find some inspirational leadership quotes and I just remember that this is a temporary project this is not going to define me for the rest of my life but I do care about it nonetheless so how can I make this better for myself and well making it better for those around me too right because it should be a positive experience group work as much as introverts we introverts hate it. And I, I say this with relish. It's important. Mm. Group work and collaboration is important. And I mean, like it's it's a huge oil for theater. And like you said, it's a popular form of theater because nothing is more invigorating than sitting with a group of people that care about the same thing as you want, have the same vision, and just the pen is running crazy on the paper. Mm-hmm. That's amazing but you're not going to get that every time no. so how can you make that magic happen and you know what you're not going to get that in a lot of of school group work and mm. workplace group work unless you happen to work for a company like if in the workplace if you work for a company where everybody is super passionate about the thing that they're that they're doing you might get that right but a lot of times you know people get involved in in group projects in the in the workplace because it looks good to be part of this project, even if they don't really give a shit about it. They'll know that like, you know, they can ride on it on the people who are, are passionate uh, 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 coattails. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they get to, because they participated in it, it looks good for them. Right. Which is a shitty way to, to go about it. And that's yeah, terrible. And, and group projects in school, those, those happen. And a lot of times they happen in the class that a lot of people don't give a shit about. Um, mm-hmm. man, they still have to be done. Yes. So how, you know, what do you do in that situation? You buckle down, you take some of, some of the, the great points that Jess had and, and you, uh, uh, you do your best and set out those rules of engagement. I think that's a great idea is just decide out, out from the outset, what does working together look like? Absolutely. And that can be item number one on the agenda of your first meeting. <laughs> Absolutely. We're training little business people. I like it. You know what? Not just business people, but like having, listen, I don't know how everybody who may have gone to a meeting with me before I started thinking about agendas, I apologize for wasting so much of your time because (laughs) it does help focus the meeting. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, to, to have the agenda. And if you do that, you know, even if like, Maybe you have to be the one who insists on having an agenda for all of your group work meetings. Mm -hmm. But in the end, everybody will thank you because then at least everybody knows going in what's going to be talked about at that meeting and what the, like, what is the, what should the outcome be? Right. There's a shared vision. Mm -hmm. Oh, agendas. I could write one right now. I love them. (laughs) 
I'm always that kind too that like makes it in a beautiful font like just like Oh, you're one of those? You have no idea. You have no idea. We're going to have really? a meet- We're going to have a meeting soon and I am going to make you a certified Jess Macaulay agenda. What do you do? Like like do you put it on the special paper with calligraphy or something? Like what do you Okay, so it's it's just standard Xerox paper, right? But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I make it a little special. So the it's 12 point font, Roman, Times Times New Roman always never anything different. It's got to be nice and formal. All the bullet points must be the exact same margin. There's got to be certain capitalization on some subtitles. I And when I print it out, that's when I do a really beautiful title at the top with a nice calligraphy pen. That's got a great glide to it. Oh, I just gave myself a nice chill. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I had no idea you have- that you were such a huge nerd. Such a nerd. <laughs> nothing, nothing turns me on more than a Waterman pen. Listen, nothing. okay, okay. I'm just going to out myself now. I love pens. I love paper. Oh. But my, my agenda is probably just going to be like, I'm going to slap something down in Word cause, and email it to you. I might, even, I might even do my agenda in my Gmail and, and send that out because for me, it's a utility. You wouldn't dare. I would, and that's how I do it. Oh my gosh. I'm offending you so much right now. Yeah, I'm like going to go through our Google Doc and start editing the crap out of it. <laughs> I'm going to go back. There's going to be like this background. It's going to be in a, a crappy, <laughs> you know, it's going to be in like like Comic Sans or something. Oh, no. There's like a really bad watermark. It's, yeah, oh. it's papyrus. She's going to do it in papyrus. Oh, Ugh. Yeah. No, uh, but I mean, seriously, though, the agenda will actually save your life, especially if you start with it. Don't let anybody let you have that first group work meeting without putting together an agenda. Yeah, and don't let anybody make fun of you for it either, Phil. Okay, listen, I wasn't (laughs) making fun of you for the agenda. I was making fun of you for the fancy agenda. The agenda (laughs) itself is necessary. And they will thank you for it. That they will. <laughs> and and the when you put that agenda together, remember after that, you know, you put it out there and make sure that the item number one is like, how do we talk to each other? Item number one of the first meeting, how do we talk to each other? What do our meetings look like? This, that, and the other thing. But if you do it in a Google Doc, again, <laughs> Google Docs, um, you can share it with other people and other people can add their own items to the agenda. Yes. So that... Everybody, it's not just you making the agenda, but everybody can like make sure that they're the thing they need, think needs to be talked about can be talked about. And then everybody knows that there are issues going to be addressed and, and, and what's happening in the meeting instead of a free for all. And everybody's color coded. So you also know who's looking at the Google Doc and who's not. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. once again, there's the accountability right there. So that's, some, that's something you can put on the yield agenda. Mm-hmm. How come you're not looking at the Google Doc? There you go, Tom. Yeah, Tom, Tom, why aren't you looking at the Google Doc, Tom? Damn it, Tom. We don't even don't have why. a Tom, but I feel like we need to onboard somebody named Tom now. I don't even know why I shit on Tom. It's just such an easy name to think of. And if there's a Tom out there, I'm not talking to you. We promise. I'm talking to that other Tom. Yeah, Tom. You know the one. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, aside from our digressions, um, have we learned anything today? Except aside from how much you love a fancy agenda. <laughs> I still keep them. I hold on to my old agendas. I think they're pretty. They look really? great. Yeah, they do. They look great. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to get, I, here's what I want you to do. Here's something I just want you to do is, okay. is when we put this out, I want you to um, take a picture of some of your old agendas and we're going to tweet that just so that people can reference oh my these agendas that you love so much. It's not even embarrassing. I just love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> like you should see these things. They're so nice. <laughs> but what did I learn? I learned that... I learned that it's okay to be assertive and it doesn't make you any less of an introvert. It's just, it's just who you are, but also it's so important when you're passionate about something or you just, or you just simply want to get it done. Mm -hmm. Be that voice in the group that says exactly that. And I guarantee you, everyone's just going to jump on board. You leveled out the playing field that way. Just 100%. Absolutely. And it goes together with the thing that we always tell people is say what you need. Mm-hmm. And if what you need is a way, is a way to, to get through this group, this group work bullshit, then you say what you need. Yes, absolutely. Amen to that. 